0: Welcome to your newest episode of the Cosmic Matrix podcast with your hosts, myself, Laura Matsu, and my husband, Bernhard Gunther. So on this episode, we're going to be going into depth about this concept that Rudolf Steiner brought up originally about how eliminating the soul with medicine basically paves the way for transhumanism. So we're going to talk about What transhumanism really is in light of the evolution of consciousness and how it potentially interrupts that natural evolution, who the people are behind it, how this ties into mainstream medicine, vaccines, how it ties into the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset, and how this is also related to the whole woke woke Marxist agenda. And at the end of the first hour, I'm going to also give a little bit of an astrology update and talk about Pluto retrograde and eclipse season, which we're in right now. So just before we get into it, uh, we had a couple of people ask us and email us recently asking us when the next program is going to be. So just so people can get this into their mind, see the idea, um, it's going to be, we're going to be opening registration again at the end of May, and that will be for the July term. So if you want to keep updated, then just go to veilofreality.com and sign up to Bernhardt's newsletter. So you'll get a direct email into your inbox when that happens. So I'm just going to start with a quote that I believe got me shadow banned on Instagram again. And uh, it's a tweet that I wrote referencing the concept we're going to get into in this podcast. And I wrote, Rudolf Steiner said they would find a way to eliminate the soul with medicine. We are watching that statement play out right now. So the cure is keep your heart open, let love in, let life move you, anchor the soul into your body. In a spiritual war, living soulfully will protect you. So by the way, I just want to also reiterate that some people assumed that I was just speaking of the jab with this. And I get that his original quote was actually referencing vaccines in particular, But I personally think this is also happening with psychiatric drugs as well. So I think we're in a huge epidemic around that. We're going to talk about that as well. But before we get into that, let's just define what transhumanism is.
1: Yes, exactly. So we really need to understand what is actually transhumanism, how that ties into the topic of this podcast, um, how uh, eliminating the soul paves the way for transhumanism, how this all is interrelated. And I've written an article about this already, like, quite a few years ago, which I saw the dawning of transhumanism already coming and interfering with the natural process of the evolution of consciousness. It's called Transhumanism, the Consciousness Trap, and it's in my notes under articles on my website, veilofreality.com. Uh, in that article, I quote Lisa René, and I want to quote her because uh, she really encapsulates very well uh, the definition of what transhumanism is about, how this ties into the interruption of the evolution of consciousness, soul-snatching, and all that. So here we go. Transhumanism is an international, cultural, and intellectual movement with an eventual goal of fundamentally transforming the human condition by making available technologies that greatly enhance human intellectual physical and psychological capacities. Many transhumanists believe in the compatibility between the human mind and computer hardware, with the implication that human consciousness can be transferred to alternative media known as mind uploading. Since the science of the soul and the consciousness function of the spiritual bodies have not yet been discovered by scientists, this has potentially extreme destructive consequences to human consciousness and the electromagnetic functions of the light body. Post-humans, the result of applied transhumanist technologies, could be completely synthetic artificial intelligences or a symbiosis of human and artificial intelligence or uploaded consciousness or the result of making profound technological augmentations to a, to a biological human. Transhumanism is a school of thought that seeks to guide us towards a post-human condition. Essentially, this is about creating artificially, artificially intelligent hybrids or cyborgs to replace the organic spiritual consciousness of humans. Some examples are redesigning the human organism using advanced nanotechnology or radical technological enhancements. Some of the proposed biological enhancements are using a combination of technologies such as genetic engineering, psychopharmacology, life extension therapies, neural interfaces, brain mapping, wearable or implanted computers, and entrainment of cognitive techniques. Most of these options are designed to disconnect the human soul from the human body and prepare the body to be used as a cell shell for a new host. Effectively, this is integrating technological and pharmaceutical hybridization to damage human DNA as preparation for body snatching. Transhumanism stresses the evolutionary perspective, yet it completely ignores the electromagnetic function of human DNA and the consciousness reality of the multidimensional human soul spirit. A primary goal of many transhumanists is to convince the public that embracing radical technology and science is in the human species' best interest. The grand deception of transhumanism is widely promoted as humans having control over their own evolution – when, they're, when what they're really doing is selling the soul and losing access to organic human consciousness. And that's, again, a quote by Lisa Reilly from many, many years ago. And I've written about this many uh, times as well in my own essays and articles, that the ultimate end goal of transhumanism, as she also talked about, is um, dislodging the soul from the body, from the physical body, dislodging the astral body, and prepping the physical body as a vehicle for another host to come in, for other forces, for occult hostile forces, for something else to embody the, uh, the body, so to speak.
0: So would it be that no longer, so how, how would it work, actually? So the human soul would get ejected, and then perhaps like an interdimensional or alien's being would enter the human body is that right
1: exactly so that's kind of like what i call the um, the alien invasion is through us through our bodies and it has been primed and going on for thousands and thousands of years we are right now at the end game and by dislodging the soul from the body so it just only hangs on the string it creates entry points for other forces to come in Because the whole idea of the hyperdimensional matrix and these other occult forces, which I've written about a lot, people know about on my website, and we've talked about this a lot over in past podcasts, You know, there are other forces that kind of interfere and manipulate humanity from unseen realms, but they need entry points to come through. They need our own bodies to operate in this reality. So their agenda is really to disconnect us more and more from spirit from god from the divine from our own soul so they can take over our own bodies yeah. and use literally prime our the 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 our bodies as incarnational opportunities for their own essence to occupy our bodies mm-hmm. does that make sense
0: yeah yeah because you know my understanding there's like kind of animal souls there's nature spirits there's human souls like we're not all the same, like all, not all souls are alike, basically, you know, they have certain kind of specific kinds of consciousness. So this maps into also the Pluto and Aquarius, which is going to happen in 2023. It's going to go kind of in and out, but it's going to e- enter in 2023 and then it's going to be there for 20 years and that is also going to be an alien invasion of some sort collectively yes. and so this alien invasion most likely is not going to happen in the hollywood way that we think but it's going to happen through actually mass trauma which would also be a pluto and aquarius theme and then potentially these other forces from other from deep space and you know other planetary beings entering into human bodies basically
1: that's an excellent point because a lot of people are especially in the new age fringe and out there very much distracted by ufo disclosure ufo sightings and just kind of externalizing this whole ufo alien topics as if you know very much influenced and and also conditioned by hollywood as if these are physical aliens coming from distant planets and all of that no 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 they're for the most part the ufo alien phenomenon is a hyperdimensional phenomenon Uh, uh, beings entities existing outside our five-sensory perception in a parallel universe, in another dimension, in another density, the shapeshifters that they take can take on any form. I've gotten in-depth into this in my documentary UFOs, Aliens, and the Question of Contact, which you can find also for free on my website. Uh, I did this one a few years ago. Um, so it's really... an understanding that this quote-unquote invasion or the war is through us. And like you mentioned, there are other forces. We know we are co- we are constantly surrounded by other forces and energies, the elemental energies, nature spirits, and all of that. Very benign spirits that really just do their own thing, so to speak, and don't interfere with humanity. But then there are hostile forces, adverse forces, occult forces, the archonic forces, draconian reptilians, all kinds of other dimensional forces that live in their own world have their own essence that are set you know that are not just part of our projection so to speak that interfere with human evolution and many esoteric traditions have talked about it in depth especially Sri Aurobindo I I quoted him quite a few times that something came you know has descended to earth and interfered with the natural evolution of, of human consciousness on the soul evolution and that's what we see now playing out with transhumanism and again as as uh, lisa renee talked about and effectively this is integrating technological and pharmaceutical hybridization to damage human dna as preparation for body snatching right yeah. and that again like you mentioned it's not just uh um transhumanism it relates to the vaccine especially mRNA vaccine but also pharmaceuticals so yeah. that that's a big topic most people don't understand how that also damages the soul
0: yeah i, I mean cuz the thing is, is if you look at like basically the patterns that are behind a lot of mental illness it has to do with suffering of the soul basically that needs to be addressed right you know so then it's really terrifying actually because i was just looking up statistics and 1 in 12 kids in the U.S. are on psychiatric drugs, including 1.2% of preschoolers. That's like 3 or 4 years old. Wow. And then 12.9% of 12 to 17-year-olds, and then 1 in 6 adults in 2013, which has increased now in the U.S. There was, like... two
1: th- there was way more now, yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: 1 in 6, so maybe like 1 in 5, 1 in 4 now, you know. So we yeah. have, and you know... Someone who has also been on prescribed pharmaceuticals, even when I was a teen, who's known people who have been on pharmaceutical pharmaceuticals, I have not personally witnessed anyone make a full mental and psychological, emotional, spiritual recovery while being on pharmaceuticals. You know, so I I take a bit of a strong view on it because I also don't think. That this is the answer. I don't think it works. You know this also. This medical model where all mental illness is a chemical imbalance in the brain is totally materialistic as well. So you know, I think that we need to also look at this, and this is not helping us. I also have seen some real, I I guess you could say, evil and darkness take over people who have been addicted to various kinds of psycho, uh, psychiatric drugs as well. And so we, the whole mainstream medical system, it needs basically a total overhaul on so many different levels. But for me, I also see, you know, there's a soullessness that I've seen happen to people who are on extreme pharmaceuticals, especially antipsychotics, antidepressants, et cetera, like these really strong ones. Even other prescription drugs that people abuse these days, like um, the whole opioid epidemic and whatnot even Xanax epidemic, like all of these drugs tend to rob people of their soul to some extent. And depending on how hooked they are, it can be extreme or less extreme. And I'm not saying that every single person on psychiatric drugs, it loses their soul. But what they start to do is they start to lose connection with soul like qualities, their own emotional nature, their own heart, their own ability for even empathy goes. This has been also even studied with Tylenol, Um, so this has been going on for a while and it has many other faces besides just the jab, but I have to say, imagine being on a bunch of psychiatric drugs, like a whole cocktail, and then on top of it, getting these boosters and what that will do to the, what will that will do to the emotional body? What will the, like, it's just, it's pretty scary, you know? So we just want to look at that and just ask ourselves, like, is this really helping us and is this helping us heal this mental health crisis we have going on? And honestly, in my view, the mental health crisis has a lot to do with the fact that we're totally disconnected from our true nature, from meaning, from the divine. You know, we've replaced god with the government and celebrities basically (laughs) so that's the world we live in and if you look at all the celebrities being dragged through the news lately these people are not in any way they should not be worshipped we should not be worshipping these people they have all sorts of pathologies narcissism i mean they're just human right but these are not the uh, the moral ideals that we should be looking up to in society so
1: yeah now let's let's. I mean, we have a lot to get into. That's um. Uh, you mean it's a very important point about medicine, pharmaceuticals, as well, uh, tend to dislodge the soul, and has been verified by um, uh, other teachings or therapies, as well and modalities, which I want to share. Uh, but before we get into, it, let's maybe share the quote by uh, Rudolf Steiner. Yes, which he wrote in uh, talked about in. 1917 from a lecture called Fall of the Spirits of Darkness.
0: Okay, so um, he says, the time will come and it may not be far off when quite different tendencies will come up at a congress like the one held in 1912. And in 1912, a science called eugenics was established in London. Um, That's just our notes, by the way. And people will say it is pathological for people to even think in terms of spirit and soul. So that's already happening. Sound people will speak of nothing but the body. It will be considered a sign of illness for anyone to arrive at the idea of any such thing as a spirit or a soul. People who think like that will be considered to be sick, and you can be quite sure of it, a medicine will be found for this. The soul will be made non-existent with the aid of a drug taking a sound point of view people will invent a vaccine to influence the organism as early as possible preferably as soon as it is born so that a human body never that this human body never even gets the idea that there is a soul or a spirit the two philosophies of life will be in complete opposition one movement will need to reflect how concepts and ideas may be developed to meet the reality of soul and spirit. The others, the hairs of modern materialism, will look for a vaccine to make the body, quote, healthy. That is, makes it make its constitution such that this body no longer talks of such rubbish as soul and spirit, but takes a sound view of quote, the, quote, here of forces which live in engines and in chemistry and let planets and suns arise from nebulae in the cosmos. Materialistic physicians will be asked to drive the souls out of humanity. Okay, so this is very interesting. I I, I haven't read this full quote myself or or I've not read it in this way. So what's interesting actually is I've had a direct experience of this and I remember when I went to the doctor and I talked about, this was actually um, right before I ended up trying to kill myself, but I was talking about how, I was getting enough drugs. I was becoming super sensitive to all the energies and different things, you know, and this was basically a diagnosis of a mental illness. The fact that I was just acknowledging that there was a subtle dimension to mm-hmm. every single thing on this planet. And they were trying to get me on psychiatric drugs, basically. So that's already happening. So if I, if you go into any sort of psychiatrist, unless they're like a, I mean, any psychiatrist, unless it's like Kelly Brogan and holistic psychiatrist, she calls herself, but if you tell them that you sense the spirit and soul in objects, like if you say this tree has a spiritual nature to itself, this is cl- potentially classifiable as a sort of psychosis, schizophrenic delusion, etc. So that's yeah. already happening. And then they would prescribe you what would they prescribe you? Antipsychotics. So they literally think that to think that there's a soul or spiritual nature in essence in things, that it's a psychosis. So this is already. Yeah this is already the consensus. Even that's how people actually like to dismiss our work as like just some sort of like new age, like kind of fluff is because we acknowledge the existence of the spirit and the soul and uh, basically non-physical beings. So that that's seen as being insane to the modern materialistic world.
1: Exactly, exactly. And as you said, it's important to understand this has been building up for not just over the past four years, but essentially over... Decades, centuries, and thousands of years, right? With the separation of spirit from matter, the rise of industrialization, the church of scientism, materialism. And we're in the grips of high level materialists who are behind transhumanism, behind, you know, who rule the world, so to speak, who uh, shape the the worldview of people who are influential in education and all of that. and obviously, there's a lot of distortions in spirituality. Religion has become distorted, and all of that. The baby is being thrown out with the bath water, so to speak. But it's really important to understand here. So, two things. I want to go back first, what you also mentioned, and what Udo talked about. The soul will be made non existent with the aid of a drug. So, pharmaceuticals, right? Uh, materialistic physicians will be asked to drive the souls out of humanity. And that's what we see happening. Let's, we have talked about this before other podcasts. I've written an article about the metaphysical consequences of the, of the COVID jab and all of that. So that's already there. But another elephant in the living room are pharmaceuticals, especially uh, psychoactive, um, uh, pharmaceuticals. Like you mentioned, for example, uh, psychiatric did, drugs, psychiatric drugs. Exactly. And that's also verified. Um, you know, by other modalities, um, people, some people may have heard of this modality called holographic kinetics. Um, and holographic kinetics is an advanced therapeutic healing modality based on the ancient Aboriginal knowledge of lore, universal law, which understands that all things in nature are alive. I've studied holographic kinetics with his with its founder, Steve Richards. I got actually, quote, certified in it and used to work on people a few years ago. Um uh, throughout uh you know various sessions, and it was very fascinating so with holographic kinetics you also uh it's kind of type of also even past life regressions it works with entity removal, but also understands the universal law, so everything it's you're dealing with you have to take responsibility with the foundation of of, of holographic genetics, as Steve Richards talks about as well, that other forces, other entities, other beings, other powers can come over, can take us over, where there's an entry point. Entry point can be made via trap of agreement, kind of occult rituals, consciously, unconsciously, uh, and all of that. But he has some very interesting lectures on YouTube, you can check it out and look for it, where he also talks about having worked with holographic kinetics on people who have been using a lot of pharmaceutical, psychiatric drugs, and they've been also dealing with other dimensional entities, forces that came in because these pharmaceutical drugs have created entry points. They have disrupted the aura, damaged the astral body, and also dislodged the soul, similar to what the, the COVID mRNA vaccine is doing. So all of that, you know, needs to be taken into consideration um, how we are being really manipulated and influenced and um, despiritualized, so to speak, from all these different ways which have become normalized. Yeah. Right, that's the key point. It has become normalized. Just go to the doctor, take that pill, and then, like Laura just said, it's not a it's not a cure. You're just uh, you're being numbed down. You're being checked out, and actually, it prevents you from truly healing because it dislodges you f- more and more from your true essence.
0: So. Basically, if you don't really understand or grasp this concept of a soul, just think of that part of you which really connects you to your emotional body. Because that's really how we experience the soul a lot of the time. That's not all that the soul is, but that's usually how human experience, like, souled experiences, right? When you say someone's your soul mate, you feel a profound emotional connection with them usually. And the main insight I just had as you were talking... So in evolutionary astrology, Pluto is meant to be the force of evolution, but it's also meant to uh, represent the soul, and it works on a psychological and emotional level. So if you could disconnect yourself from this kind of psychological and emotional process, you also disrupt yourself from the force of evolution and from the natural force of evolution that wants to happen, basically. So that's what we're dealing with, is we have almost like this organic force of evolution that you can see in nature, that you can see when you actually, um, you know, learn your lessons on the spiritual path through what reality is showing you within and without But also, you can disrupt that process and you can try and avoid it. And if you're disconnected from your emotional, psychological body, I guess you could say that the soul tends to kind of manifest through, then you also can get in the way not only of your own personal evolution, but get enough people doing that and the collective evolution can be derailed as well.
1: And I've also seen this interesting of, you know, from reports from people have been on psychiatric drugs for a long time, under depressants, under anxiety medicines, all of that, that they, uh, you know, yes, they don't feel the, the the pain, the anxiety, the the depression anymore, but they have become completely numb. Oh, yeah. And I remember like yeah. many years ago, I even read an interview with, uh, what's his name, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. Yes. And he got on antidepressants and all that. But he realized like he became so numb that he lost his creativity. Uh-huh. So it turns, yeah. it, it turns off your access to your creative potential, which is actually your creative potential is grounded in essence, in spirit, in your soul. That's exactly. where your as your truer creativity comes from. On that now, that's why these other forces need us um, to create their desired reality through us, because the negative alien forces, negative occult forces, what they lack is creativity, mm. right? Because they're so on the opposite end of, of um of, of 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 God, so to speak, in this negative egoistic um you know narcissistic essence so to speak that they are removed from from the spirit of creativity
0: yes and it's interesting i mean because i also have experience i was on ssris or i didn't take them for very long because they made me miserable actually so i was kind of this like struggling like artist martyr archetype you know i was just like Deeply suffering because I had all this unacknowledged trauma I wasn't aware of. And then it was trauma on top of trauma. And I just remember how much like extreme pain I was in all the time. Uh, My soul was like literally screaming out for help, basically. But then when I took the SSRIs, I went numb and I was like, this is dangerous and this is so much worse. And when I went numb, that's when I was like, okay, I can like logically plan out my death basically. Like that's the state that I was in. And it was so much worse for me, meaning there was part of my own soul that realized I would rather deeply, deeply suffer than be numb in this because the numb option makes it so much worse. And then that's also why I think that the um a lot of people end up killing themselves on psychiatric drugs, because they're numb enough to do it. But when you're really like in turmoil, it's kind of hard to do it because you're already in this kind of basic turmoil in everyday life. So
1: Yeah, and also then when you're that numb, more checked out, lack of creativity. It affects the will as well. So oh, you're yeah. just lethargic. You're just sitting around. You're easier controlled. You just consume media, exactly. internet, porn, food, drugs. Yes. It just It's a downward spiral. Yes. And that's exactly what they want. Exactly. Right?
0: They just want you to be checked out.
1: So <clears throat> I want to mention another. Um, so I mentioned holographic kinetics Have verifies this issue of pharmaceutical drugs from a metaphysical perspective, dislodging the soul, creating entry points for other forces to come in. And another source that uh, confirmed that is a book by Thomas Meyer, a German um, student or practitioner of of Rudolf Steiner's work. And I mentioned his work before in a previous podcast. He uh, really wrote a fascinating book called Corona Vaccines from the Spiritual Perspective, Consequences on Soul and Spirit in the Life After Death. And there's a PDF um, that's floating around based on this book. It's just an excerpt from the book. Uh, I've actually contacted him, and he's working on the full English translation of the full book, which I'm looking forward to. I'm also already getting the German uh, version. I'm looking forward to hopefully have him on the podcast too at some point. But he also opens up his book with the quote by Rudolf Steiner saying, people will be inoculated against their disposition towards spiritual ideas. The materialistic physicians will be entrusted with the task of expelling the souls from mankind. So that kind of ties into the, the quote we just read from Steiner as well. But in this book, he also goes beyond the corona vaccine, how the effects on the on the metaphysical body and how it eliminates the soul, dislodges the soul from the Rudolf Steiner perspective, Rudolf Steiner cosmology, and also how it affects actually negatively souls in the afterlife, right? People who die on the vaccine potentially stay in the lower astral realm as earthbound spirits. He goes deeper into that. As well, that kind of soul hijacking, soul snatching. But he also does talk about pharmaceuticals as well, Mm. and the detrimental effect on the astral body, on the real eye, from the again from the Rudolf Steiner uh, cosmology view. So also verifying what we were just talking about. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, because the whole point in you know psychospiritual work, which we also talk about in our course, is connecting this real eye with I guess what you could call your higher self or the true self, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you strengthen that connection through psycho-spiritual work. So if you're disc- if you're disconnected from the real I and you're just kind of this like empty kind of numb vessel and just floating around, there's no possibility of you anchoring any sort of higher state of awareness, basically. You cut yourself off. Yeah. You know, and then what's interesting is you cut yourself off from the underground too. you cut yourself off even from the lower unconscious as well. The lower unconscious being the unprocessed memories from childhood and the grief that may need to come up in order for you to really fully heal. So that's what I mean is like, you know, like as hard as it is, and I I know it more than anyone, you know, the the, the immense suffering that I've had to cycle through and had to peel off like layers of the onion, you know, and the trauma responses and the coping mechanisms mechanism, the survival strategies that I still have to look at and undo, you know, as a product of not of having a really chaotic childhood, you know, and that's hard work, like so much easier to just take a pill. And I think even in the spiritual community, some people like, oh, I just want to go to a healer and the healer is going to fix me, you know, but this is actually what souls are made out of. Souls are made out of this kind of deep, almost existential struggle that happens, you know, and if you can do that to kind of grow your soul to grow your own heart, even through the process of suffering and the ascend and descend, you know, you really get this kind of higher state of awareness and you get this kind of rebirth, you know, but that's what I think actually, um, basically these kind of uh, pharmaceutical drugs can cut us off from the necessary descend that needs to happen so that we can actually experience a psychological emotional rebirth.
1: Yeah. That also reminds me the more, you're disconnected from soul, from spirit, the dislodging of the soul through these artificial means. Most people are not aware of. Um, it also disconnects you from your inner guidance, from yes, your intuition. Totally. And what yeah. happens then, you know, the more you're disconnected from your inner guidance, intuition, your internal compass, you're in a deeper inner purpose, then the more you externalize, the more you look outside for guidance. And yeah. that's the birth or the really creation of full on authoritarian people and yeah that's you what can we be see.
0: easily controlled easier you know? controlled
1: that's why you know the people are extremely inoculated booster shots on on, on all kinds of pharmaceuticals pharmaceuticals they tend to be the authoritarian followers yes right. they yes. go just along with the program they just repeat what they're being told and they become instruments quote-unquote agents of the matrix
0: yes so should i get into the astrology or
1: just one more before you dive into that i want to share one quote um and we go deeper than in a second. I wanted to address two things. We'll click. Um, number one, I also want to point out, even with holographic kinetics, Steve Richards have talked about this, Thomas Meyer as well. We we just talked about pharmaceuticals. But I want to point out, and that may trigger some people, I don't want to go too deep into it, there's also detrimental effects if you overdo it with medicine plants, psychedelics, marijuana, cannabis, weed, and all of that, that can also damage the astral body, um, dislodge the soul, and other entities and forces can come in. Especially nowadays, cannabis is extremely strong and and everything is being legalized. I'm all for it. But there's, again, the shadow side. People don't acknowledge some uh, metaphysical dangers of these very powerful plans so i want to just bring that up as well because
0: especially if you already have like psychosis and stuff like it can just exasperate that and give more entry points for whatever you know in my view psychosis is both like a product of the psyche projecting its trauma onto the world but also there are other forces too which come and highlight it and hijack it as well so it's like a kind of dual experience um Okay, so...
1: Yeah, just for reference, if people want to uh, read more about it, I wrote two articles that are in my article section on my website under shamanism, psychedelics. One article called Altered States of Entrapment, the Plant Medicine Manipulation, and another article, Reflections on Ayahuasca, Psychedelics, and Mariana, and a Critical Look. At the psychedelic movement, I'm not throwing out the baby with the bathwater, If you will see for yourself, but there's some deeper implications which need to be considered as well in light of the topics we just talked about. So before we go to astrology, I just want to read one more quote because it's really fascinating. It really ties into what Rudolf Steiner said, right? The materialistic phys- physicians will be entrusted with the task of expelling the souls from mankind, or even as he says in the earlier quote, Rudolf Steiner, it is pathological for people to even think in terms of spirit, spirit and soul. Right? That's, that's what they're striving towards, right? Yeah. It will be considered a sign of illness for anyone to arrive at, a, 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 of, arrive at the idea of any such thing as a spirit or soul. So with that in mind, that was Rudolf Steiner in 1917, consider this quote by, I hope I, hope I pronounce his name correctly, Yuval Noah Harari who is actually the brainchild and advisor of Klaus Schwab regarding the Great Reset, right? And there are some videos out by him. I've posted them before on Telegram, and he wrote books about it. He's part of the World Economic Forum, a full-on transhumanist um, organic portal, so to speak. And he says, he even ties it into COVID. So here's direct quotes from one some of his talks. COVID is critical because it convinces people to accept total biometric surveillance. If we want to stop this epidemic, we not only need to monitor people, we need to monitor what is happening under their skin. Humans are now hackable animals. The whole idea that humans have the soul, spirit, and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me, that's over. There's no such a thing as free will. There are only deterministic processes and random processes in science and a combination of the two, but none of this is freedom. Freedom is just another myth that humans have invented just like humans have invented God. Feelings are just biochemical algorithms and most importantly, what scientists and engineers are telling us more and more is that if we only have enough data and enough computing power, we can create external algorithms that understand humans and their feelings much better than humans can understand themselves. And once you have an algorithm that understands you and your feelings better than you understand yourself... That's when author. That's when authority shifts away from humans to algorithms.
0: Mm-hmm. It's already happening.
1: Exactly. This is, but this is quite a fascinating and disturbing quote. Right. So who
0: is this guy again?
1: Uh, Yuval Noah Harari. He's the brainchild and advisor of Klaus Schwab.
0: Oh, okay. Wow.
1: I've, I've posted the videos before uh, uh, on Telegram. Yeah. Yeah. On I've Telegram. Seen the video. Yeah. Um, so he's a full-on materialist transhuman. That's the mindset of these people, yes. right? Completely God-denying, yeah. completely seeing your body just as a human bio- biological machine with algorithms, yeah. telling you have no free will and all of that. Yeah. And also basically saying that you will never understand yourself, but algorithms, the computer, can better understand than you can understand yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So he's also by trying to play God himself. So is he really hinting He's really the best example of what Rudolf Steiner was hinting at. And this is the other people behind the World Economic Forum, the uh, Great Reset. Even Klaus Schwab himself uh, wrote in his book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, uh, Revolution, literally, that the Great Reset will also be the birth of silicon-based man and the end of carbon-based man. Basically meaning the transhumanist merging man of machine and the end of organic evolution.
0: Yeah, and this is also all going to tie into Pluto and Aquarius, which doesn't start until 2023. Um, It's going to go kind of in and out, like retrograde and forward. But then it's going to definitely be in there for good in 2024 up until um 2044 <laughs> wow. so we're going to deal like that's a bit of a longer pluto transit i mean it can range any for, for i think from like eight years to 20 years so pluto doesn't spend the same amount of time in each sign basically we're going to get a good 20 years of pluto and aquarius and all all of this stuff is going to come up yeah so that leads me into the astrology update so for everyone to just get an overview Um, we just, we still have Mars, Jupiter, Neptune all in Pisces. So we're going to feel kind of like maybe a letting go. There can be delusions, projections, kind of fogginess, but Venus just left Pisces and entered Aries. So we're entering this new eight year Venus cycle, this new eight year relationship cycle as well. So I feel a little bit personally, I still feel the fogginess, but you might feel we're kind of like waking up a little bit from a dream now, now that Venus has left. Um, Also, lots of breakups can happen around this period because this kind of new relationship cycle happening as well. But mainly I'm going to be talking about Pluto retrograde and eclipse season, which is happening on the nodal axis. So this is all evolutionary astrology transit. So this all also relates to the evolution of humanity right now, basically. So with Pluto retrograde, um, we have Pluto station right now at that 29th degree of ha- uh, Capricorn, but it was it's going to be retrograde and it was retrograde from April 29th to October 8th and it's been going direct since October 6 2021. Um, so Pluto is this evolutionary force. It's a collective force of evolution. It also affects us in individual ways. So anytime Pluto's going retrograde um, in general, we want to look over things. We want to revisit you know, certain soul lessons, maybe redo them in a different way, or just kind of look at Kind of like make a more reconciliation, I guess, reconciliation of the changes that may have been brought into our lives in the end of October 2021, or sorry, October 2021. And then October 8th, it's going to go direct into Aquarius, and then it's going to enter Aquarius in March 23rd, 2023, only to retrograde back again. So basically, we're going to have this really interesting time when Pluto enters Aquarius with this whole transhumanism, age of Aquarius energy that we're going to be entering into. But let's just think first about how Pluto has been affecting our own personal lives, basically. So I just want to reflect to people how Pluto tends to act in our lives. I'm going to be reading some quotes from Jeffrey Wolf Green and just reflect, have any of these areas of my life been hit by Pluto since October? So number one, uh, there's emotional shocks that can happen in our lives. So some life situation kind of forcefully removes things from our lives and it creates a cataclysmic change. So a sudden job ending, sudden breakup, sudden just big explosive event, whatever it is, this is meant to produce an evolutionary leap, basically because you've resisted potentially evolutionary pressure in the past. And now this outer event has happened to kind of push you along, I guess you could say. Um, so, and then the number two way is that we, when we start to form a relationship to something we need, so a new teaching, a new relationship, a new study, a new body of knowledge, a new book, a new goal, something like we realize, whoa, I need to change in this way. This is what can help me get there. Um, and then we change through this process of osmosis. The third way is we become aware of something that's causing limitation or stagnation in our lives. This is personally the way that I like to work with Pluto because this creates slow, steady growth. So maybe you become aware like, whoa, I'm the one holding me back in this area of life. Oh, I'm really, this habit I have is really not helping my relationships and I really want to work on relationships. So you become, you start to become aware of some internal, external block that's getting in the way of your growth. That's the way that I prefer to work with Pluto personally. And then the fourth way it is also kind of a more, you know, slow and steady change is we become aware of a new capacity we're not using or a new gift we have. And, you know, some sort of new impulse, some sort of new, you know, soul gift that we have to share the world. And then we also need to make practical steps in actualizing that gift. So maybe, you know, for example, just to use a basic example, maybe you become interested in astrology and you become passionate about that. And you're like, whoa, I'm really like this. It really, you know, it really vibes with me. That's just an example. So basically, while Pluto goes retrograde, you want to reflect on all of those different changes, you know, whether it was a cataclysmic event, whether it was a situation where you developed a relationship to something you need, whether you became aware of some blockage in your life or you became aware of a gift that you want to develop in your life. So you want to look at kind of what how Pluto's affecting your life. You can also, if you know how to look at your astrology chart, you can look at the house it's happening in, which will tell you the domain of life that it's happening in. So basically, whatever happened to you, you are now in a period of making adjust- adjustments based on what came up for you for your evolution. So you're going to go over and spend this retrograde adjusting to the new conditions based on whatever, however Pluto was affecting your life, basically. So, retrogrades in general, redo, reinvent go over, look, look what's going on in your life to understand the evolutionary process that's occurring. So um, now I'm going to talk about the eclipse season that's happening now as well. So this has been pretty interesting. We already had this solar eclipse happen on April 30th, which was in Taurus. And then we have a lunar eclipse happening in Scorpio on May 16th. So The solar eclipse was a north node eclipse. So the north node eclipse, unlike the south node eclipse, is connected with the future. So around April 30th or or even leading up to that, something new could come up that changes the trajectory of our destiny. And then we have this lunar eclipse happening on May 16th, which is a south node lunar eclipse, which is associated with the past. So this can be where we need to let go of something from the past in order to actualize the insights that came during that north node solar eclipse on april 30th basically so maybe around april 30th we realize something from the future and then on may 16th we're like oh but this needs to be changed in order for me to actualize that realization so the solar eclipse basically set things in motion, a new cycle begins, maybe nothing obvious even happened on that day, although it might, you know, but it, solar eclipse can be like these kind of important turning events with our lives. And when the north node conjunct there, this is associated with changing the trajectory of our destiny.
1: So also, just to interject, for my understanding, also eclipses, it's not necessarily something, you know, there's something, a bigger cycle set in motion that doesn't, may not be even that obvious right away because it's a longer cycle. Like, from what I understand, it kind of takes some few months, even years to really uh, resolve itself, so to speak, or show show the deeper lesson doesn't make sense
0: yeah 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 exactly so maybe nothing obvious happened but if you look back if we look back on our lives we may see kind of the threads that kind of got Mm -hmm. seeded on that thing however with uranus there you know so it was also the north node uh solar eclipse was conjunct uranus and taurus as well um and so there could have been a little bit of unexpected uranian energy basically so um so, the eclipses have to do with Uranian energy anyway. So, there can be like kind of weirdness in the air, just unexpected, kind of strange stuff goes down. We want to consider the Navajo really associated eclipses with health and spiritual problems and they didn't they said not to go outside or be in the <laughs> sun yeah. while the eclipse is happening so we don't need to be that superstitious but just to keep in mind that there are hidden spiritual influences that are at play during eclipses well, basically it's kind of like
1: the like similar like on uh, full moon the whole moon is a whole topic in itself but yeah. similar to that that the veil is thinning mm-hmm. the dimensional Veil is thinning, other forces can come intrude in, intrude, and all of that.
0: Exactly. So the conjunction with Uranus that happened on the solar eclipse on April 30th might felt like a light bulb went off in our head, or we understand something about our core values, something about truly matters to us in regards to the direction we need to go. So something about our life purpose, you know, what we were here to do, North Node, can be revealed to us during that period, Uranus. This is the April April 30th one that just passed. But then I personally think, and I'm just making a prediction here, that the lunar eclipse on May 16th will help us let go, dispose of, release anything that might be in the way of these new revelations, basically. So I mm-hmm. feel that they work particularly with each other. So, you know, the Uranus involved will only hit us if we're in misalignment with our purpose. So it kind of works in the same way as like, I mean, the forces of evolution are pretty much the same. Either you get going with the forces of your own evolution or you get dragged basically. And this does not always happen to everyone too. You know, I've watched people almost like defer karma until past lifetimes and like resist, 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 resist. And it just gets pushed off for another lifetime, you know, but some people like myself included, I have Pluto on my son. I literally either need to do it or it's gonna to happen to me in an external event.
1: It's also important to understand, especially in light of evolutionary astrology, which we mentioned before that all these transits affect everybody extremely differently individually, yes. not only based on your birth chart, but also on your level of being soul sort of evolution, a exactly. consensus person plugged in the crowd of the mainstream and fully asleep will have a different experience and somebody's already on the individuation process and all that, right? Exactly.
0: So, you know, if you've been aware of your purpose, it might just be that you just kind of, uh, you know, saw an easier path forward, something that's more in alignment with your values, basically. And then with the lunar eclipse coming up on May 16th, conjunct the, uh, sorry, the lunar eclipse is going to happen in Scorpio, conjunct the south node of the moon in Scorpio. So this is asking as well, like, okay, this is what needs to get changed. This is what needs to be disposed of in order for you to get there. And then one another important piece is we have Saturn squaring the nodes, So we also have to think about mastering Saturn. So rather than just have some like grand vision in our head about what we need to do, We need to also be very realistic and like what skills, what resources do I need to go to to get there, you know? So Saturn is going to really make us work in a very tangible way to work towards those goals. And you'll know when you're not doing that because you'll kind of be like doing this kind of frustrated, depressed, self-pity thing, you know? Um, So look for ways that you may be sabotaging, you know, yourself in the direction you need to go into and really, you know, look deep inside in any ways that you may think that, you know, your biggest vision of reality is not available to you when you take this almost like overly depressive Saturnian position to your life, you know, Saturn also has to do with grief. So if you're letting go of the old. It's necessary to grieve at times, like that's the natural life rebirth process. Like we need to be able to go through that consciously. And when we don't grieve, what happens is the emotion gets frozen into our bodies, and that's what creates depression. And that's Saturn to me. You yeah. gonna say something? No,
1: no, exa- no the, exactly. That I think it's very important to understand. You know, like as you were sharing, is also, you know, it, sh- it shows me again, especially in like evolutionary astrology, uh, seeing it. You see the evolution of consciousness through the lens of these uh, uh, planetary alignments, right? Yeah. Or what needs to happen? So there are other forces outside our, our our control, so to speak, that bring up certain things, and it's always an archetypal battle between quote, and dark and light. You know, in terms of how these how you use these energies, right? In a sense, for your the purpose of your evolution, or you resist it. Yeah. Right so it 's also you know, in light of what the topic of this podcast transhumanist agenda and all of that and and the computerization of of society and all this immense technology I mean that 's all that 's ruled by aquarius yes right? that 's all aquarian theme, and we 're moving pluto the underworld god the, the god of the underworld is moving into Aquarius soon yeah. right and stays there, so what I want to mention. So what's happening with the transhumanism agenda and AI, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. But how it plays out, we don't know yet. Yes. You know, there's also important not to have a knee-jerk reaction of this nostalgic, archaic revival and just like, oh, we need to reject all technology and just uh be nature grow foods and live like the amish people which <laughs> maybe it's not that bad of an idea yeah I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it but careful of like you know it's again what consciousness is using technology in a sense it's also an aspect of god so we can we already even what we use the technology now to reach all of you our podcasts and how we're connected so it all depends how we use it that's really what it comes down to
0: yeah okay so is I'm just going to finish the, the, the notes okay. I made for the astrology and tie that all together. So basically, you know, if that new moon on April 30th brought some surprising event to your life, whatever it was, it was meant to make some sort of shift in your life, bringing you a wake-up call, basically. So these wake-up calls that we get from the universe, we should thank we should thank the divine for bringing us these wake-up calls, because even though they're painful, they're meant to be sources of liberation. So asking yourself, what do I need to liberate myself so I'm living a life in alignment with my true values? Taurus, how can I rework mm-hmm. my life to be a better reflection of my authentic self? So just to go over, the Fumal on April 30th was associated with Seeding the Future as it was conjunct the North node and the lunar eclipse conjunct the South node, lunar South node on May 16th is associated with letting go of the past of the things that are draining us. So coming up May 16th, we may need to rearrange things in our lives to get in more alignment with our own values. May need to get rid of things physically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, we basically were being faced with death, death of certain relationships, death of certain parts of ourselves to make sure we're living in alignment with our values. And we also need to get out of this kind of Scorpio mode. Like Scorpio can be a little bit codependent and always depending on others. Like save me. I need your power. You know, with this North node, uh, in, in Taurus, we need to focus on our own resources, our own skills. Like don't rely on other people too much. The North node in Taurus is asking you, what are, your resources? You know, what do you need to build uh to survive and thrive? And then the South Node lunar eclipse on May 16th is like, okay, what what's draining your energy? Maybe you're draining other people's energy. You know, look at what's holding you back, what's causing stagnation, what you're holding on to that's not in alignment with your deeper values uh anymore. And the Taurus North Node really needs a simplicity as well, like That's why we need to get clear on our values so that we can say no to a bunch of things and really focus down. This is what's important to me, you know, so time to narrow down, take stuff off your plate. Look at what's really important to you. Don't be afraid to let go of relationships, situations which are draining you. Um, And then remember, Saturn scoring the nodes also put in the work, you know a lot of people say that they want like better relationships or whatever. And they're not even pra- They're not even reading books about relationships. They're not even studying relationships. You know, look at the ways that we hold ourselves back and we say we want to do things. And then we actually don't put in the elbow grease, I guess you could say yes. to get there, you know, that's kind of the Saturn thing, you know? And then, you know, just looking at like, what needs, to- what am I bringing in? What do I need to let go of on May 16th? You know, and I'm just going to end, um, with this quote that I wrote about the Taurus-Scorpio axis, which I have on my nodes as well. And um, this is kind of this death-rebirth process Scorpio forces you to go through. Uh, and I wrote, often when we feel like we might die or want to die, or even when one starts to consider suicide, what's often, often happening to us psycho-spiritually is that a part of us will need to die for this next phase of life. So if you feel like you're being challenged right now, hold on. This urge towards death represents a potential for a psychological rebirth if we're brave enough to weather the storm. And the spiritual path is an ongoing death and rebirth process. You must get used to letting go of the person you were so you can become who you really are.
1: Beautifully said. Exactly. That's That also encapsulates the times when, the death rebirth process. And, you know, with everything that's happening, you know, with the transhumanist agenda, the attempt to eliminate the soul, soul embodiment is the antidote, right? So that's, well, we also dive deeper into our next run of our course. So keep an eye and ear out for that. Um, enrollment starts end of May. And so this is the end of the first hour. In the second hour, we'd like to go deeper into this whole transhumanist agenda and the call agenda tying into other topics, right? Because we know that the fake pandemic ties into that as well as the, the leftist woke ideology or God-denying Marxist, neo-Marxist ideology ties into that as well. It's all interrelated, all interconnected. I also want to talk about... Um, Really fascinating, uh, this increase of these AI deep fake videos, which we see a lot recently on on social media, especially by quote-unquote hot chicks, beautiful girls, like a lot of people, especially guys, fall for it. And they're extremely realistic and how this has really detrimental effect, uh, um, especially on the younger generation, body image and, and, and relationships and all of that. So we dive deeper, talk about this a little bit, these deep fake videos out there. Uh, ties into social engineering mind programming uh, the obsession with the physical body and all of that and we also talked a little bit about Elon Musk you know some very interesting developments with him purchasing Twitter a lot of people are uh, really happy about it and all of that but what's really going on what is his true view in light of the transhumanist agenda for example so we'll be talking about that as well as well as giving you, again, more deeper insights, practical practical advice and suggestions how to navigate these times and really stay in body, stay a soul embodied, because that's really the antidote to everything that's happening, to stay connected to your essence, to your inner guidance, to the God, to the divine within, because that will help. That's the, that's the light out of the tunnel, so to speak, or the light at the end of the tunnel that guides us through these times and right now through this time of transition all right if you already a member to have access to the second hour you can check it out if not then feel free to sign up on my website veilofreality.com. you can sign up to the membership to also support uh, loris and my work and give you access to the second hour of all podcasts as well as to the membership forum and with that being said see you all in the second hour